four down territory, obviously, because they got to get it or they're done. Willis holding, chased, trying to escape. He does, but he's got nowhere to go. And he goes down again. Back at the nine-yard line. Drop everywhere else. Fourth and 21. Allen running around. Jets try to stick with him. Allen tosses. Deep ball on the way. Incomplete. From the seventh. Looking for the win, and it's incomplete. And they get the flag. They've got the ball set up off the DPI at the one-yard line. You've got three plays. If you throw them quickly, don't want to try and scramble around or anything. Just throw it away if it's not there right away. Here's the snap to Brady. Fakes to Fournette. He throws. It's caught. It's in for the touchdown. Incredible. Tampa Bay takes it 60 yards. Incredible. Jim Nance says, incredible. This is interesting to see. Daily Sports Podcast News Narratives takes gambling and the like. Football all weekend. So much good football. It was a really great football weekend. Sometimes it's obvious when the great weekends are going to happen. Other times they just happen to you, and this was one of those. Had a reasonable amount of ass kickings and upsets in college football. Some great games. And in pro football, some big upsets, some close games, some things that looked like clunkers but were good games. So much so that we forget that the World Series happened. The Houston Astros, love them or hate them, hate them. Uh, they win the World Series. They beat the Philadelphia Phillies four games to two. Philly stole game one. Uh, live by the home run, die by the home run. Nick Castellanos kind of shit the bed. And they, well, the Phillies just frankly weren't as good. They're missing like two pitchers and um, like a half a hitter. They're very close. They're a very good team. They got the uh, core unit signed up, but so do the Astros, Jordan Alvarez. The Phillies were leading 1-0 on a Kyle Schwarber home run, and Jordan Alvarez went deep to center, and it was a bomb, like 450 yards to straightaway center field, which, back in the day, we just landed on that super cool hill that Houston had in their outfield, but they don't have that anymore. Okay, football time. I'm going to dabble in college today, probably hopefully do more college tomorrow, even though I am traveling. I don't know when I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll pre-record portions of it and then add Monday Night Football little peek behind the curtain. Okay, so football over the weekend. We are in the tailspin of sadness. So we'll get to some upsets that happened in the AFC. And can Malik Willis play football? Maybe. But we're going to start with the NFC with the, the trifecta of sadness. So the trifecta of sadness includes three quarterbacks and, frankly, teams that everyone thought was just going to be really, really good. And they all blow ass. And that includes... This one that that won. We all just watched Tom Brady ruin his life every Sunday. We were like, oh, so you're you're seriously screwing around, scoring 16 points against the Rams instead of like hanging out with Giselle Budgen and your children. At 45 years old, you're throwing to someone who is literally half your age. Okay, but sad. But the team he played against, also sad. They have one player, Cooper Cup. On defense, they have two players, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. The Rams, apparently, allegedly, and this broke on Sunday. It didn't break on Sunday. They just save it for Sunday. So it, the, the, it's such a shameless thing when these reporters have this information and then they hold it to the Sunday game day. Like, oh, well, this just proves that there's no such thing as sports journalism. Apparently, the Rams offered two first-round picks and a second-round pick for defensive end Brian Burns of the Carolina Panthers. Now, those picks would have been for 2024 and 2025, which is irrelevant for someone trying to save their job. 
or trying trying to start their job. And Brian Burns is a good player, and they don't want to screw with the Rams. Um, and the, the what would Brian Burns have done yesterday? Maybe get a sack or two. The Rams scored 13 points. The Detroit Lions currently have the 13th overall pick from the from the Los Angeles Rams. They're a disaster. The Bucks are also a disaster, but they were able to figure it out. The highlight there with 55 seconds left was this is what happened. The Bucks had first and goal from about the 20. They tried three times, four times into the end zone. One time was just dropped by a guy named Scotty Miller. And then the Rams went three and out. Tom Brady, I think, with zero timeouts, maybe one timeout, I forget. He had to go 60 yards in under a minute, and he did. So what's the point of having Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? Well, what a nightmare. The other tale of sadness, so the Bucks are sad and the Rams are sad. They played each other. Someone has to win. Uh, the other tale of sadness comes from the Ford Field in Detroit with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have lost five games in a row now. And yesterday was ugly. The Lions are, are they're a team that tries really hard. The Packers have an elite, elite defensive unit. They have not been playing super great, but it, part of playing good defense is not having to play all the time and having an offense that can drop you know, 17 to 25 points consistently, maybe more. Packers can't do that. They traded away their best receiver, probably the best receiver in franchise history, and they kept Aaron Rodgers. They obviously should have traded him in the offseason. So Aaron Rodgers threw a pick. He threw three picks yesterday, two of which, all of which were to rookies. Two of which, one was bad luck. Well, it wasn't bad luck. He just hit a dude in the helmet. It popped straight in the air. That was a bad decision. Didn't see a guy that's on him. It you know, could have been a pass defense and then went up in the air and was picked off. The other two were great plays by rookies, one of which was a stupid play call. I'm going to play it here. Detroit Lions defensive end Aiden Hutchinson got an interception dropping into coverage because the tackle he was pass rushing against ran a route. So let's play it. So watch tackle eligible, and Aiden Hutchinson's like, wait, what? But watch the throw. Watch the throw from Rodgers. He's just like like an alley-oop. Watch the throw. Watch Rodgers. And he's like, look, he was open. He was fucking open. Hutchinson, the first round draft pick, has a pick. Like, that should not have happened. It was a great play by Aiden, recognizing what was going on. Look how open he is. Throw him the football. That's a Hall of Fame left tackle, and if you can't catch it, whatever. He threw two red zone interceptions, which is something that he never does. And he was really throwing a fit. Um, on the field, just getting really mad. There were some drops, but there was also, he just played bad. He threw bad interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and their team's like, it is a joke right now. Moving on to the NFL, I mean, those, that's the tale of sadness. That's, that's, that's off the top. The other thing that happened yesterday, Josh Allen, predictably, he has clunkers. 17-game season, Josh Allen is going to play 12 perfect games. He's going to have two or three games where he plays really well, but then also is a shit show, but plays well enough to overcome the shit show. So you forget, kind of like Brett Favre, Matthew Stafford. And then there's going to be one or two games where you're like, buddy, whatever this was, don't do that anymore. And that was what happened against the Jets. Jets have a good defense. And here's my hot take. I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to keep going. I don't. I think Stafford's injury is bad, and I think Tom Brady's a, a moron. But Rodgers is still pretty good. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets next year, but that's just me. For right now, the New York Jets have Zach Wilson on a rookie deal. It's his second year in the NFL, and he played well enough not to screw it up. Against the Bills' defense, the Jets were able to run the ball down their throat for 94 yards. Well, that was about 90 yards, and get into field goal range for a chip shot, take the lead. The Bills were unable to answer, and Jets rookie 
defensive or uh, defensive back, the cornerback Sauce Gardner at the University of Cincinnati get lost in the sauce. Had an interception against Josh Allen, a couple passes defense. He's clearly the rookie of the year on defense right now. Just a freak. The Bills are still in first place of their division. They have three teams in the AFC East have six wins, but the Bills have had their bye, so they've played one fewer games. They're six and two. The Jets are six and three. The Dolphins are six and three. The Patriots are five and four. They embarrassed the Colts. I'm sure Frank Reich getting fired. Let's just Google it real quick. Frank Reich, has he been fired? No, but I think that will happen today. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Bills lose to the Jets. That happens, man. Um, he just does that. It, it, like, last year, they lost to the Jaguars. They scored six points. You can get him like that. Also, the Bills the Bills and the Chiefs are essentially the same team, and they're soft. I don't know how else to say it. I mean, the players are not soft, but they, the teams are soft. If you run it down their throat, and you're mean to them, and you kind of just prevent the big home run balls, they can't run the ball. They just cannot. The Bills and Chiefs can't run the ball. And if you can run the ball, and if you play like grown men from the like the mid 90s like the Dallas Cowboys you can beat them that's what the Jets did the Titans did it to the Chiefs and they lost in overtime last night which is an excellent game it's something we played uh Malik Willis looked like he was pretty good Derrick Henry maybe should be the MVP but the Bills can get beat up you know they can get beat up the Dolphins and the Bears are in a shootout uh 35 to 32 that's a push the Bears were three point Dogs, the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, and Jalen Waddle. That's a cheat code. But Justin Fields looks like the guy, man. Uh, guy watch. Is he is he a real... I think Justin Fields might end up being the best uh, quarterback from that class with, with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and all those guys. Just might be. He looks really good. Justin Fields looked good. Um, also happening over the weekend, Trevor Lawrence come, back, come from behind victory over the Raiders. I think they were down 20-3 at one point. Doug Peterson's just done this. I think he's the best coach in the NFL, top to bottom. That's just my opinion. Just nice and relaxed. Give Trevor Lawrence the opportunity to make some plays. Realize that being down at halftime doesn't mean anything. Football is a two-half game. Big win for the Jags. Um, unclear how that's going to work out in terms of, you know, are they going to make the playoffs? I thought that they would win the division. Um, I still think they might. But the Titans are doing really well. They lose last night to the Chiefs in overtime. But the Jags are three and five. The Colts are three and five. The Texans are one and six, and the Titans are five and three. So we shall see Monday Night Football tonight. I think it's Ravens Saints. It is Monday Night Football. Uh, Ravens are one point favorites. Never bet the spread if it's one or two. Always bet the money line. Duh. You can get one and a half at a couple of books though. It looks like, and that's still too too close for me. Um, Yeah, so other other NFL other NFL storylines that I, I'm kind of trying to pay attention to. The Bengals destroy the Panthers. The Panthers are straight. They are on the train to a first or second overall pick. That's what they want. The Seahawks are playing really well. They beat the Cardinals on the road. The Cardinals are a disaster. And speaking of that, of disasters and the Cardinals, do they want to run the football? Let's listen to old man Terry Bradshaw and what he had to say. Well, I'd like they're to not going to do it. They just can't do well, it. Yeah, their mentality is. Throw, 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 throw. I think if this kid ran five or six runs in a row, I think he'd commit suicide or something. They have whoa, to throw. Whoa, whoa, that's the. Look at Michael Strahan's face. Yeah, so Terry, they got to fire him. They got to get him out of there. He's too old. He's going to say something that's going to get somebody sued. A little dark for this audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, a little dark. Yeah, that, and that's, that's, that's Howie Long's going to say, Terry, what are you doing, dude? What? 
the Cardinals can't run the football, though. They're soft also. Um, the Seahawks can. Kenneth Walker is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. They do have a defensive back, Tariq Woolen, who is big and lanky. He reminds one of Richard Sherman, actually, the way he plays ball. He looks really good as well. College football over the weekend, Alabama, LSU. LSU had not beaten Alabama at home, I think, since 2011, if memory serves, when they went. No, that game was in Tuscaloosa. It would have been 2010 when Alabama lost three games. They lost to South Carolina. They lost to LSU, and they lost to Cam Newton and Auburn. Game went to overtime. Bryce Young had an amazing, an amazing, an amazing third and 10 conversion for a touchdown. Then LSU marches down the field, and in overtime, Alabama scores first. Transfer quarterback for LSU does this on the first play. Good work there for LSU. Then, of course, Brian Kelly's like, ah, screw it. Let's go for two. Let's go for the win right now. That's back-to-back home wins over top 10 opponents for LSU. They beat Ole Miss. They beat Alabama. And Ole Miss is not on the same level. But it's important because they now have head-to-head tiebreakers over Ole Miss and Alabama, Alabama, meaning that the LSU Tigers control their destiny in the SEC West and are, I think, I don't know who they have left, but nobody good, I don't think. LSU football. And low-key, they're pretty good. Um... Low, they're low-key good. They're not high-key good. They're low-key. They're low-key good. Their remaining games are Arkansas, UAB, and Texas A&M. So they're probably going to the SEC Championship. Their two losses, they lost by one point to Florida State to open the season. And then they got their shit pushed in by Tennessee uh, earlier in the month. That makes Tennessee's win really good. So we'll see what happens when the, when the college football playoff rankings come out over the weekend. Michigan, dummy Rutgers, they have a one-game season. Um Clemson and Alabama have probably been eliminated from contention. Uh, Clemson got destroyed by Notre Dame at home, and which is not what I thought would happen. I will say that I underestimated, perhaps, the level of shittiness that is the Clemson offense. I, I think that I thought that they would be relevant um, and that the, the defensive line would stop Notre Dame, and they did. They did, but you can't do that all day. At some point, you have to score points, and otherwise your defense just can't keep doing that. So Notre Dame got some, and then also Notre Dame got defensive stuff happening. They got they created turnovers, which made it easier, and they gifted their offense points. Blocked punt return for a touchdown. Pick six at a, at a key moment that kind of put the game out of reach. I think there was another turnover somewhere that made a short field. Clemson didn't do that. DJ is picked off, intercepted again by Benjamin Morrison. Here goes Morrison down the side. An unbelievably shitty call there from uh, Jack Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth kid. This is 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame is up 21 to nothing. Clemson's going in for a touchdown and a 90-something yard pick six. And listen to the shittiness. Like, the crowd is going crazy. Listen to, like, he fucks this up so bad. Like, what? This is the worst. He that he is not ready for primetime. Listen to all the words. Down the sideline. Can he 
Yes, he can! Touchdown, pick six! Holy shit. Shut the fuck up. Let the crowd do it. Down the sideline, can he? Dude, shut the fuck up. We're watching the game. Oh, my God. And then Jason Garris, the, like, Notre Dame's broadcast has been some, been some thin years for NBC. Uh, and Jack Collinsworth, nepotism, of course, just what a gross call. He sucks at this. Ugh. But Notre Dame, they beat Clemson 35-14. to 14. Clemson's done. Uh, that loss on the road. And Notre Dame, if they had beaten Stanford, they'd be ranked. If they'd beaten Stanford and Marshall, who they should have beaten, they would be like borderline going to the playoff. Michigan's playing Ohio State in a couple weeks, and that's the entirety of the college football season. Uh, that does it for today. We'll get into some deeper stuff. Um, controversial Wednesday. This week is going to be good, I think. I do want to get you out of here. Wait, hold on. Do I want to play? Should I, should I play one more clip? I got this one. Here's some chance heard at the Washington Commanders game over the weekend. Back and better than ever tomorrow morning.